0: hi. <laughs> You're like, who is this guy sitting up here? Is he supposed to be here? And uh, yes, yeah. Uh, my name is Paul Church. Uh, I'm here, a friend of Sam's and, and Melody's and Zach and Lisa Wilkinson and, the, and, and known them for quite some time. And, and Sam um, asked me if I'd be willing to come and preach. And I said, absolutely. And I know I have a black mark on my forehead. Okay. I've talked to some of you, and I know you're really trying hard not to look at it, but I could see your eyes just kind of go up there. And so, anyways, I wish there was a big, grand story of what happened, like you know, my last MMA fight or headbutted a bad guy that was you know or something. But no, um, a a two by four just fell on my my forehead yesterday, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be preaching this morning and and. So it's not Ash Wednesday type of a thing. That was a while ago. So, but anyways, so um, hopefully we can just kind of move past and, and that won't distract from the word of God this morning. So I figured I really needed to, to address that right off the bat. <laughs> but uh, it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Like I said, I've known Sam and Melody, uh, Zach and Lisa Wilkinson for, man, just going on 10 years, I guess it was. Um, funny story, um, first got to know uh, Sam because he interviewed to be the youth pastor at the church that I was the lead pastor of at the time. And he didn't get it. So. <laughs> but it was a good thing. You know, we really, we really liked them. And, but really the conversation was, Zach, are you sure you're supposed to be a youth pastor? I mean, not Zach, Sam, are you, are you sure you're supposed to be a youth pastor? And then, and then that just kind of, yeah, I think, was a catalyst for him that, that, that ended up leading him here. So you're welcome. For that, okay, <laughs> but uh, so they are just tremendous people. Melody, uh, remember, uh, man? I guess it's about a year and a half ago. Melody ran that big Ragnar relay race, the 200 mile. If you were here, um, anybody remember call that at all? I'm sure she talked about it a little bit, at least, you know. But uh, I was on that team with her, and so we ran that. <laughs> Is that my Siri? Yeah. Siri's having trouble hearing me. Siri's weird. I'm just gonna set her right there. So <laughs> okay. So uh, but ran that. I tell you, Melody, how many of you guys know Melody is a beast? Oh my gosh, she was she would be finishing her leg of the race, and, and um, I was I was the next runner after her. And so there were six of us on this team, and she would come, and she'd been running like six to, you know, anywhere from six to eight miles in this leg, and she would come to the finish line, and she was like, whoop, whoop, this look of, on her face, you know, and so she's, she's, a, she's a beast of a runner, so a lot, lot of fun there, and so, um, um, can I, can I, can I? Uh, but, oh, happy Mother's Day, by the way, uh, the mother of my children is here, right here, <laughs> this is Vicky. Uh, My wife, we're getting ready tomorrow to celebrate 24 years of marriage together. And so, yeah. And three of our four kids are right here as well. This is Morgan and Dayton and Landon. And then Madison, our oldest, she is uh, in process of moving back home from college um, all the way from, we live in Littleton and all the way from Lakewood. She attends, uh, she goes to... um, Colorado Christian University there, sec- she's just finishing up her second year, and so she's not here with us today, she's heavily involved in, in her church, and so they're, they're, she's working there, so anyways, um, before I get started, can I, can I do a commercial? Um, I didn't ask permission, but Sam's not here, so he's on the, where's the camera, so right there, hi Sam, anyways, <laughs> He, he's probably not gonna watch it. Yeah, so he is watching right now. I love you, man. I love you. He's never gonna invite me back here again. So, but uh, I have a Bible study podcast that I put out every week, every Tuesday morning. It's called Everyday Life Bible Study, and you can subscribe on iTunes. You can follow it on Spotify. Go to everydaylifebiblestudy.com. Everyday Life Bible Study dot uh, com and just uh, check in there. We're, I'm going through the life of Jesus, and so if you just want to just hear about Jesus through your week, every Tuesday morning there's a new episode out, and so it's a lot of fun. It's about a half hour and so ish, and so uh, it's a lot of fun there. So that's my commercial, um, but that's it. Let's um, let's uh, get on with the with the word uh, today here. Um, Sam asked me can you continue with our series? I want you to be a part of this series called Enough. And I'm like, enough, that sounds, that sounds great. Like, I've had enough, you know? So I kind of went the total negative direction on it, you know? I've had enough of this, I've had enough of that, you know? Aren't you looking forward to the next presidential election cycle and all those commercials? You know, as they've not even started yet, but I've already had enough, you know? <laughs> And so um, anyways, but then Sam kind of broke it down for me. It's like, oh, you mean the good side of enough, uh, fine, you know, <laughs> I'll do that. I watched Sam's message last week and, and didn't he do a great job? Wasn't that a great message? You know, Christ is enough, Jesus is, en- Jesus is enough here. Uh, so I just kind of want to talk about that with enough and, and, and kind of go on a different vein with that. You know, if you look up the definition for, for enough, what you find, oh, I got my own clicker here. I'm in control. So uh, I can, I can, or I can go back to something. No, I can't. Never mind. So if you look at the, there we go. The definition of enough is a quali- a quantity or quality that fully meets demands, needs, expectations. Another word that you could use for it would be sufficient. Um, and the title here of this message today is "You are enough." you being all of you. you are. We talked about Jesus being enough, and we can say, yes, amen, that's awesome. Yes, he's more than enough. And uh, today I want to talk to you about you being enough. And you look at that definition here, all right? A quantity or quality, something inside of you that fully meet demand, that meets demands, needs, and expectations, sufficient. How many of you feel that today? I'm not raising my hand all right? So a couple of, you know, and that, that's awesome. But most of us here probably say, you know, I, I'm not so sure about myself when it comes to that, you know? Um, you're like fully meeting, you're, 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 how many of you are fully meeting all of your marriage expectations? I mean, it's like, you got this, right? Okay, raising them kids, you got this, right? Uh, okay, maybe not, you know? But uh, uh, maybe sufficient, I'm fully sufficient in my ability to live for God, I'm not even going to joke around about, about that one, because the truth is, we don't always feel qualified or sufficient to meet the task in front of us, right? Not always. I remember when I first became a lead pastor. That was a long time ago. I'd been a youth pastor forever, it felt like, you know, in a great church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, anyways, uh, and, I, and I always went by Paul. You know, I've never, I've never been huge on titles and things like that. Some people, always, you know, they would call me Pastor Paul or something like that. I never liked being called Pastor Paul. Nothing against the pastor part, but I always thought Pastor Paul sounded weird. You know, it doesn't sound like Pastor Sam. That sounds nice. Pastor Dave, Pastor Tom, but Pastor Paul, I just never liked it. So anyways, I just tell people, just, just call me Paul. Well, um, I, we were elected as the lead pastors of a, of a church in Southeast Missouri. I mean, from Missouri. Good. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) So it's a great place to be from. But uh, no, I I, we enjoyed our time there. But um, we we were at this church, and it's like my, my our first Sunday, and I'm walking down this hall, and somebody is behind me, and I hear them saying, "Pastor," and I just keep walking, right? And then I hear it again, "Pastor." And then I'm thinking, where is this? And then it hits me. And then she says it again, pastor. And I'm like, and I stop. And it's like, she's talking to me, (laughs) you know? Oh my gosh, she's talking to me. And, And, you know, there's this huge building and all these people and stuff. And it's like, I am the pastor here. And it's like, all of a sudden, I felt completely insufficient. For the task that was in, in front of me there, you know, did not feel equal. I didn't feel like it was enough. God blessed it. It was awesome. But it didn't happen without some panicky, you know, hold me Jesus kind of moments, you know what I mean? Where it was, you know, I, I, God, I'm just not enough for this. There was another time years later when I had been a lead pastor for a number of years and, and is down in, in, down in Littleton here. And I, and I hate to admit this to you, but as I look back, I realize I had this, I got this kind of mentality going on. This pastor thing, I got this. Are you Sam's brother, by the way? You, really? For real? Oh, I was like, dude, he looks just like Sam. So I had no idea, but I'm like, wow, that was a quick trip back from New York City. It's like, no, that's not Sam. So and it's nice to meet you. So, but uh, I didn't expect you to say yes, but um, but um and i i really had this this i got this mentality i could preach a killer sermon and make it funny and people would come crying to the altar you know i could talk to anybody make them feel like a million bucks i could bless and dedicate them babies you know and that kind of thing and it's like pastoring i got this you know and, it, it, you know, and I hate to admit that to you because it sounds more like a politician or a, or a diplomat, you know, that's, I would say that's not who I am, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm genuine here, but, but really it came down to, you know, I felt like that I was enough, that I, that, that, that I was sufficient, I got this, and then that all changed. This was going on five years ago. Uh, I had, I was in my office and I had a stroke, blood clot just, you know, straight up this side right here in the back and and, uh, you know, the recovery has been remarkable. I mean, near miraculous, this, this whole thing that's happened here. But that changed everything for me. And it was, there was, after a while, is like, it was all I could do in a week to, to try to build up enough focus to uh, prepare a sermon in a week's time. Whereas before it was like, sermon, pff, I got this, you know, and I, I couldn't even write it out. I had to literally draw it out on a big whiteboard. And here's my main thought, and like thought bubble type of stuff. You know, that was my thoughts because I couldn't do my own thoughts very well. And then I'd have to take a picture of it and study it and this and that. And it was it was all I could do. And the distraction of a, a of a person coming in the office was course, I would give them my attention, but that just kind of derailed the whole process because I just couldn't put thoughts together for quite some time, you know, and, and I'm sure Vicky kind of wonders if I'm still struggling with that, you know, but, uh, but uh, it changed everything, you know, and honestly, I don't even remember those sermons, and I'm sure they were not good, <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't, don't even remember. Our congregation was very gracious, but, uh, but I remember the thoughts of, God, is this it? Am I going to be able to do this anymore? And there just became this, and this big dependency on the Holy Spirit that, and this was, this was the huge blessing through the whole thing, that God, if, if, if anything good's going to happen, it's going to be you working through me here. You know, it's this dependency. That I, I rediscovered this dependency on the Holy Spirit here, you know, and I remember him speaking to me this, and it was 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, where he says, look, my, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. That weak spot in your life, that's where I put all of my power in here, you know? And so uh, that, really, that really ministered and spoke to me. It became so real that when we don't feel like enough, he's enough, right? When we're, when we're, when we're weak, he's strong. And this series of messages has taken us through the book of, of Colossians. So I want to kind of pick up a little bit where, where pastor Sam uh, left off last week. And that is in Colossians chapter one. I'm going to start in verse 28 here. It says, he is the one we proclaim Jesus and Paul. And Paul we know is writing with Timothy here. And, and so it's at least the two of them when he says we, he's the one we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously, sorry, to this end, I'm not used to doing this. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me, you know? And it's like, wow, Paul was the man, right? What's it say at the beginning there, you know? He, uh, we, we admonish and we teach, we, we teach everyone with all wisdom. We got all this wisdom and we're giving it to people here, and Christ is working so powerfully in me and and isn't that great you know i mean well he he is the great apostle paul anyway isn't he right you know so it's like uh, of course i mean if there was anyone that was enough it was this guy if there's anyone you'd say this anybody in the bible i mean there was several not to mention jesus himself but aside from jesus of who was sufficient and enough and capable we would think man it must be paul the apostle here right but um, of course, if you read more of Paul's writings, you realize the struggles that he went through, the temptations that he went through, the struggles and, and, and things, and the beatings and, and persecutions that he endured. And he talks about the, the thorn in his flesh and all of these kinds of things. And on top of that, early history records, uh, and you can look this up, but uh, early history reveals that Paul was, was, a, was a short, bald guy with, with bold legs. And, and the quote is a, a somewhat hooked nose uh, and, and a unibrow. <laughs> they said his, his eyebrows are really bushy, and that would drive my, my wife crazy, uh, really bushy, that, that, and, they would, and they met in the middle, you know, and so it's like he, he was not an attractive guy apparently at, at, all, at all here, you know, and so, and, I, and I'm all self-conscious about my forehead scar today, you know, but it's like next to Paul, it's like I'd be feeling really good about myself, you know what I mean? Yet God worked powerfully in and through him anyway. So let's keep reading. Chapter two, uh, verses one through three here. He says, I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all of those who have not met me yet personally. And, and Pastor Sam mentioned this last week that this is a church that, uh, that Paul didn't start. And there's all these other churches uh, around the church in Laodicea. We know that's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Well, Paul didn't start. He started a lot of churches but there's all these churches that existed and Paul just felt this need to, to uh, connect with them and communicate with them and encourage them. And, so, uh, and he's contending hard for all of these people that he doesn't even know, that they, they've never met him. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge here. And, and it, when, the Bible, when it refers to they, it's talking about all the people in this region that he's not met yet, right? But, uh, um, uh, but we believe that when we read the Bible, that it speaks to us today as well, right? So when it says they, I, I, I you know I, we can have confidence that we can also put in the word you, meaning you and me here, that, that we uh, can have all of this, that we can have as it says here, that we can have the full riches of complete understanding, that we can know Christ, the mystery of God, that in him we have all uh, the treasures of wisdom in na- and knowledge. And that's everything the Bible says that Paul had. And we look at him and we we'll say, well, of, of course, that's the apostle Paul. But Paul himself is saying, no, but, but you can have that too. You can possess all of these things. And we're like, wait, me? No, I, I'm not enough. That I'm not sufficient for all of that kind of stuff, you know. I could never have that. You know, we say things like I could never be that, right? I- I'm too weak, I'm too sinful, I'm just not that good, right? And so that's why that, that's why God gave gave us Pastor Sam and Melody here, you know, because they're they're the they, let, let let's let them do the, the spiritual stuff just because you know I'm I'm not able, right? You ever feel like that? You ever hear people talk like that? You ever talk like that? It's, it's, it's everywhere in the church today where, where it's like those who are in ministry are the ones that, well, they're spiritual ones, you know, and, 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 and they have the knowledge and they have this and that. But the Bible's written to all of us and Paul's saying you, all of us, me and you together, we can, the, the, the riches of the, the, the wisdom and knowledge of God here. We can know Christ and all these kinds of things like that. Where does that kind of talk come from, though, when we say, I'm not enough, I'm not sufficient, or I could never where does that kind of talk come from? You know, it's not humility, not real humility, because it contradicts what the Bible says about us. You know, it must come from Satan then. If it contradicts the word, it must come from, come from Satan. He has spoken the lie of you're not enough to God's people over and over again throughout the years. And, if we've, and we've come to the point of believing it, He's he's spoken this, you know, you're not a, remember what you do, what you did last weekend or last night, or remember this or that, or you're so weak and all, and you could never know all this kind of stuff because he doesn't want us to know all this kind of stuff here, you know? And so that's how he shuts us up. That's how he keeps the church down. And that's how he keeps us from being effective and productive for God. And we, and, and so many Christians freely admit that. I can't be effective or productive for God because you know I'm just not all that. You know, I'm not sufficient. I'm not enough. I don't know and that, that kind of stuff. Because we believe that that lie that we're not enough, so we shouldn't even try. Leave it to the educated professionals, right? And Paul said, Paul said, you know, he didn't this is a huge paraphrase. But if you read Philippians chapter three, you realize, okay, that's pretty much what he said. He's like basically saying, look, I might be the edu- an educated professional here, but all of that is garbage compared to just knowing Jesus, compared to just be, being found in him, right? And, and becoming more and more like him. So even if you think you have it all together, I mean, you're not enough just because you might, even just because you have it all together, that, you know that other person that has it all together. Maybe you think you might have it all together, you know, and that, that doesn't make you enough either. And giving the, just the appearance that you have it all together, well, that doesn't make you enough either. Having a title at the church, that doesn't make you enough. Being sinless doesn't make you enough, and that's none of us, right? There was only one who was sinless, and that, that's Jesus. And he is enough in your life today. And when I talk about being enough, it's this... You know, that, that I am, I have this quality or quantity of meeting the, the, the needs. What's the definition? The needs, demands, and expectations. And we talk about the, the, the expectations of God in our lives. And we talk about the do's and don'ts when we think about those expectations. But that's not what it means to be enough in God's eyes. It's not a matter what you're doing, what you're not doing. He's like, he's like do, I, do I know you? You know, just as you are, you're enough. You're enough to be a recipient of his love. Romans 8:38 says nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You're enough for him to die for. Romans 5 says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While well, we're we still undeserving, when we we're still weren't even looking for him or even thinking about him, he still <coughs> Excuse me. He still died for us. You're enough for God to use for his Glory, First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 says, God chooses the foolish things of the world, to shame the wise, and I'm not trying to call you foolish, but I'm saying that's, that's what it's like for me at least, you know, in my life. You're enough because he's in you and he's enough, right? He's enough. You're enough even when you're not enough, okay? <laughs> if that makes sense. That's what you call that oxymoron, right? Which is a fun word to say but the oxymoron, which is like these two ideas are contradictory to one another, yet they still are together here, you know? And, uh, but, but the same power that worked so powerfully in Paul is also working powerfully in you. Same power that works so mightily in him is also working mightily in you, if you just recognize it. Let me give you the same word that God spoke so powerfully to my heart. I already mentioned this once. But it's the second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine, where he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. See, we take a look at our weaknesses and we say, that's a disqualifier for me. That means I'm not enough that means I can't do this, right? Because I got weaknesses, you know, I got issues, you know, you got issues, I got issues, all God's children's got issues, you know, but, uh, but, but God knows this about us. And he says, look, and he says, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul says, so I'm going to boast about my weaknesses, See, we get it backwards. We boast about what we're good at. We boast about all, the, all of our good qualities and good, good traits here. And Paul says, no, no, no. I'm going to boast about my weaknesses because that's, that's where, where I'm strong, I got that myself, right? But where I'm weak, that's where Christ's power comes in and makes up the difference. And that's so much greater than whatever I'm good at. You know what I mean? So that... That weak area of my life, that's what God puts his finger on and not judges us for, but says, you know what? I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna bring my power. I'm gonna bring my love, my sufficiency in the midst of your insufficiency. And that makes you enough. We look at our weaknesses as disqualifiers. And I'm telling you, they're simply not. You're enough because he's enough. Even at your weakest, you're strong um, so what's the most, what would you say the most popular verse in the Bible is? This is your part to, to come back at me. This, you, got, you got a part in this here. What, what do you think is the most popular verse of scripture? John 3, hey, you got it, John three sixteen. Most people know it. What's it say? For God so loved the world that gives only son, right? And so, sorry, I don't have it on the, on the screen because I wanted you to, you know, but I gotta be careful I don't touch that. So. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, I, that's a story I could tell. But anyways, so um, for God so loved the world. What's he mean by the world? When he talks about the world, is he talking about the mountains and the trees and, and the lakes and rivers and that kind of stuff? No, as awesome as that is, he's talking about people, right? For God so loved the world that he, that he gave his only son. And the world being people, the, the, the world at that time, when he sent his son, was not living for him. These are, these are people, these are humans that are going their own direction. The people who were supposed to be seeking after God, we know were, were not. They were just, the religious leaders were, were self-absorbed and self-consumed and, 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 and looking after their own interests and all of these things. And the whole world was, was going away from God. you know. And, and we have this mentality today that if that's me and I'm just, that God's just gonna say, you know what, forget you. That's not what God did. God so loved this degenerate world that's, that's looking the other way that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life, right? And so this world is made up of, of humans and he loves humans. And we use that term human as a derogatory statement when we say, I got weaknesses, I'm only. I'm only human. I'm only human. That means I'm weak. I'm not sufficient, I'm not enough, I make mistakes. Do you know how God made you? He made you as a human. And he knows humanity. And he loves you in your humanity. The fact that you're a human makes him love you so much. Just because you're human and you draw breath, right? yet we look at that and we say, my humanity disqualifies me. I'm only human. I'm so weak. And God doesn't, I'm, I'm so human. God doesn't love me. He can't love me. He can't use me. He, all of this stuff. And I get so frustrated. What's the point of me even trying to, to continue to live for God because I'm only human. And the very thing we look at as a disqualifier, God's saying, that's exactly why I love you. That's exactly why you're enough for him you're enough to be a recipient of his love. You're enough for him to come and die for. You're enough to bring him glory in this world here. So let's stop believing the the lie of Satan that says you're too weak and just leaves it at that, right? Let's start declaring that I may be weak, but his spirit is strong in me. That's a really cool song if you don't know that one. But uh, I may be weak, but he is strong and and, and he... um, What's the what's the children's song that I used to sing as a yeah, Jesus loves me, we they are we are weak but he is strong, you know. <laughs> don't don't ask me to sing. <laughs> there you go. And so, and it's been because of Jesus I'm enough. Like I said, you're enough. I'm I'm sufficient to be a recipient of his love. I'm recip- I'm I'm enough that he looks and says, "You know what? I would die for you." I'm enough to, to, for him to use, this, for him to say, I want you, you, you can bring glory to my, to my name. And all those things you look at as a disqualifier, your humanity, your weaknesses, all of these things, that's exactly why I love you. So let's continue just a little bit. Colossians chapter two, verses, verses six and seven. So then, because of all this stuff, all right? So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in Him, rooted, built up in Him. And that, that, that's, that, that implies growth, right? And, and, and for a long time, the, the roots will grow down deep, and, and then and, and, and then the tree will grow, right? We have this peach tree in our backyard. How long ago did we buy that tree? Two years ago? I don't know how fast this tree is supposed to grow, uh, but uh, it's still just about as big as it was two years ago when we planted it, Okay. <laughs> But there's, there's, there's brand new leaves on it. So I'm looking at it going, okay, it's not dead, right? But what's happening is the root structure is going down and getting bigger and getting stronger. So, and over time, that it's gonna, we're gonna have peaches in our, in our backyard, right? And so that's the whole idea right there. And there's this, this growth that, that happens that continue to, continue to live your lives in Him with all of your frustrations about yourself. You know, keep on keeping on your growing roots, built up in him, strengthened in the faith. And, and, and you, got only, you only need to be strengthened if you feel some weakness, right? right? Strengthened in your faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And we're thankful because we, don't, we know we don't deserve this at all. We, we didn't earn any of this, but because of Jesus, you have, you have it anyway, because you're enough in him. That, dirt, that verse talks about, <coughs> excuse me, Talks about receiving Christ. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord or as your Lord, um, how many of you have received Christ in this place here? Yeah? You received Christ? He's your Lord, you know? If you didn't raise your hand, well, you know, thanks for your honesty. And, but that refers to that big moment of being born again. You might have even heard of, you know, the term, you know, getting saved or being saved. It basically means that you've decided to follow Jesus all right? I I believe that he is Lord, that his way is right. And so I'm going to follow him. And um, maybe today you believe in him and you're saying, you know what? I do believe. I really do believe that he's Lord. And I really would like to follow him. And the invitation is for you to just come alongside and walk with the rest of these great people here at Reveille to learn what it means together to live for him and to grow in him and to be humans in all of this weak flesh that we, that we still live in and all of, on all of this and this, being recipients of his grace and his love and learning more and more how just to live for him, to continue to live lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith that we were taught, that we're being taught and overflowing with thankfulness. I hope you're encouraged today. I love this series. I love the idea of it. I saw the the, the points and the the plan for the rest of the weeks. I'm like, this is really good stuff. And so I'm sure I'll be tuning in on on the live stream as well um, uh, as as this goes on because it's really cool. And so uh, anyways, though, but I hope you're encouraged today. I hope you're strengthened today. Maybe you walked in feeling like, man, I'm just so weak. Man, God, just even last night, you know, or or whatever it might have been for you. God, I don't, I don't. What, what business do I have even walking into this place? God, I don't deserve any of this kind of stuff, you know? I'm disqualifying myself here. And God says, you know what? In, my, in your weakness, that's where I wanna come in with my spirit, come in with my strength and make up the, dif- more than make up the difference there. Man, he loves you. Man, he loves us. If I can repeat it again, those things that we look at in our lives, next time you have those thoughts of of disqualification or I'm just only human or I'm so weak or I'm just god you got you got to be so frustrated with me. And of course, you know, he wants us to grow and all of these kinds of things in him, but but no, I don't I don't think he gets frustrated like we get frustrated. You know, he's not like us, right? He's he's better, <laughs> right? And that's a good thing. All of those things that we look at as disqualifiers, God says That's exactly why I love you. That's exactly why I came to die for you. That's exactly why I I want you in my church, in my body, bringing glory to me. You you got this. It's the changed lives. It's it's the death to life. It's the the sin being erased and and, and us growing in this faith. That's what brings glory to him. And we're all part of this. Amen? Amen? Amen. Can I pray with you? And, uh, and let's pray for Pastors Sam and, and Melody as they're, I guess they're on their way back today, sometime, and so uh, for safe travels. And let's just, can we be thankful for them as well? You know, you came today and you're like, oh man, he's not here, you know? So anyways, no fear, he'll be back next week. You don't have to listen to me next week. So anyways, but uh, let's, I wanna pray for you. Let's also pray for them. Can we do that? Lord, I thank you for your amazing love, for your amazing grace that it's true, we don't deserve because in ourselves, we're not sufficient to, to live this life. We're not sufficient to get from heaven. Um, <clears throat> if it's just up to us, we can't get there from here. But because of you, Lord, you've made us enough, Lord Jesus. You, you make us sufficient, Lord Jesus. God, you, you fill us up. Lord Jesus, to such a degree. You give us what we don't deserve, this grace, this mercy, Lord. And Father, we're so thankful. We're so grateful. Lord Jesus, I know Satan just beats us down with these lies, telling, reminding us of, our, of the wrongs that we've done or filling us with, with thoughts that we've had and, and all these kinds of things are, and, and just telling us how, how horrible we are, how weak we are, how, how incapable, incapable we are. And he's got a point because without you, we're all of that. But the truth is you're with us. You're in us, Lord, and you are powerfully working in our lives. So, Lord, we, we, we bind and rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus. Say, you know what? That's not true for me anymore because I am now in Christ. So get behind us, Satan. And so, Father, we, we deny those lies and we look to you. We thank you for your truth that says, that, that, that says you love us, God, that you fill us, that you make us sufficient. And So today, this message, the, the, the one thing I want you to get is, is you are enough for God. I pray for those today who might be making a decision, and, and I don't know everybody's story, everybody's situation, but maybe today you say, you know what? I do believe in Jesus. I believe He is, he is the Lord, and you know what? I, I really want to follow His way. And the Bible says you make that decision that your, your sins, all those things that you've done wrong that separate you from Him are forgiven. And the invitation is to just come and start walking alongside, like I said, these great people here at as, as, as and together we learn how to live for him and we just enjoy his Holy Spirit as well. God, I thank you for Sam and Melody. I thank you for the friendship that, you ha- that, that, that we have personally. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for, for them as the pastors of this, of this awesome church, Lord. And I, God, I pray that, uh, that you would bless them, give them safe travels, God. I pray that, that they uh, have been refreshed during this time, during this, this visit to New York, God. And, and Lord, that they come back just full of your spirit, full of, full of passion for you and for your people, God. I pray for, for growth uh, uh, for this church, Lord, just inside of ourselves and, and more people as, as, as they come to know you as Savior, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for great things to come. Uh, right here in Longmont uh, through Revee Church. We love you, Father, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you for letting me share today.